My name is Joe Kendall. I am a uh, member of Lexington Lodge Number 1 under the Grand Lodge of Kentucky, uh, past master of Conlegium Ritus Austera, number 779 in Nashville, Tennessee, and a member of a whole lot of other Masonic bodies, including a 33rd degree member of the Nashville Valley of the Scottish Rite. I was initiated, passed, and raised 25 years ago, um, this past spring. So uh, I went through pretty quickly. There was almost exactly 28 days between all three of my degrees. Uh, I received my Master Mason's degree one week to the day after I graduated from college. Um, so yeah, I've been a Master Mason for 25 years and a member of the Scottish Rite for a little over 18 years now of that 25, so. Joe Kendall, easy to remember between, uh, between my dad and I. Um, I'm a, been a Mason now for I think three years. Um, yeah, I uh, was initiated uh, May of 2017 and uh, was passed later that year, I think around November, and was uh, raised um, that following February, I believe, as a Master Mason here at Observance, number 686. Um, I'm also a member of Scottish Rite, 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason here at the Nashville Valley. Um, as well as a York Rite Mason at uh, Franklin number one, number two, sorry. It's still pretty fresh. I'm still trying to remember that one. Um, and then I'm also, uh, as my father has mentioned before, I'm a senior DMLA from David Thompson chapter, uh, chapter that meets at Dork, uh, Dork Lodge and um, was, there, was there for a long time fill in a multitude of capacities there at that chapter and also on the state level as well. This is The Listener's Lodge, a podcast rooted in Freemasonry. I became a Mason primarily as a result of the influence of my grandfather on my life. My mom was a single mother and uh, we grew up living in the, uh, her parents' house, so I was really close with both my grandparents, but my grandfather in particular and I had a really close relationship, and he used to carry with me with him to lodge functions all the time, fish fries and oyster suppers. His lodge always had an annual oyster supper, and just any public event that the lodge had, installation of officers or whatever, he would always take me and show me off to his buddies. He was a very common man, he had about a third grade education. He worked as a manual laborer. But twice a month, at least, he would put on the only suit that he had um, and get himself looking really presentable and go off to lodge. And that made a big impression on me. I can remember as a, as a small child asking him about the ring on his finger, the Bible that he kept on the uh, coffee table in the living room. This is, uh, this is the Bible, and he kept it there through my whole childhood. I'd ask him about it. It had a square and compasses on it, just like his ring. Uh, and he'd always say the same thing to me. And he'd ask me when you're older. Uh, so I, I had just turned 22. I was home from college for the weekend, and I, I brought up the lodge to him again. And he didn't miss a beat. He got up and he 
practically ran into his bedroom and came out with a petition that he'd been hanging on to for so long it had turned yellow. And so that's why I became a Mason, was because of his influence. I knew then that his father before him was a Mason and that we had a history in the family. And that meant a lot, you know, that, that grounded it in, in a lot of family history. Um, and to watching him sitting on the sidelines kind of beaming with pride as I was going through my degrees, and uh, it meant a great deal. The, 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 the night that I was raised, uh, after he raised me, he, he took the ring off of his finger and he put it on, on mine. And uh, I just, I never remember seeing him without that ring on until he took it off and gave it to me. Well, I think like a lot, probably most active Masons who have sons, you hope that your son will, when he's old enough, ask that question and, and express an interest in the fraternity. I certainly did. Uh, I, I approached that by engaging him whenever it was possible, not just him, but his younger brother as well. Engaging him whenever it was possible. So like my granddad, taking him to public functions of the lodge, officers' installations, barbecues, whatever happened to be going on, if there was anything that could be done publicly, um, the lighting and extinguishing of the lights that we do here around Maundy Thursday in the Scottish Rite. I remember taking him and his little brother, brother to that from the time they were tiny. So that lodge was just something that seemed normal to them. Uh, as they got older, Engaging them in Demolay was an obvious step to kind of cultivate that interest. And both of my sons have been very active uh, and had been very successful in the pursuit, the pursuit of their Demolay career, so to speak. So, uh, in fact, uh, my oldest son, uh, Joseph, just uh, just recently aged out of Demolay and and spent the last three years in one capacity or another as a state officer. So uh, he's been very, very involved there. So I've been, I was very fortunate that uh, as, the, as that time drew near for him, that groundwork had been laid and, and he, he expressed an interest. Ever since I was a little kid, dad has always taken me to, uh, to Masonic events. I've been fish fries, chili cook-offs, pancake breakfasts, I've been to, you know, officer installations, Monday, Thursday service. It, you know, it's been a big part of my life ever since I was a small kid. You know, both my parents have plenty of stories of me crawling around a lodge room as, as a small child, you know, because, you know, it, it, since I wouldn't, you know, be listening to anything, you're just crawling around meeting people. Um, so it's always been a big part of my life. And you know, I can remember ever since I really thought about if I wanted to go into masonry, I've always, I've wanted to join and it's been something I've wanted to do. Um, and it was when I did Demolay that it really started to hit home how, how important it would be for, you know, I really wanted to join. Before I joined Demolay, um, I was also a scout. I was, I was a boy scout as well. Um, and, and I remember very clearly when I was uh, very, when I was young, before I joined Boy Scouts, before I joined Demolay, my dad taking me aside and, and asking me, you know, and, and, and discussing both groups. Uh, I had been scouts a long time, so I had a good idea of Boy Scouts, but he discussed Demolay with me and said the fact that it was, it was very similar to some of the stuff that, you know, we do here in the fraternity. 
um, and that it was my choice if I would like to join it at some point. Um, and when, when I became of age, I decided I wanted to. I wanted to get that experience, um, to kind of get my, toe, my, my, my feet in the water of a fraternal brotherhood. And so uh, I was about 13 and I joined DMLA at the uh, state conclave. Um, <laughs> and uh, those degrees were very impactful to me. Um, they discuss a lot about growing from a boy to a man and the practices that you need to intake uh, to become a better man for the future. Um, they also talk a lot about fraternity and brotherly love and trust, uh, which all have you know, struck very hard with me and I, and I try to carry through my normal life. Uh, but I, I very much remember finishing those degrees uh, that day and sitting at, the, at a banquet table later that night with that Demolay book just open in my hands, just pouring through it, trying to find what part I wanted to learn in order to do. Um, and as I've progressed through it, I've, I've, I've taken on harder parts. I've taken on leadership roles um, for the state. I was the illustrious Knight Commander uh, for T, uh, T. N. Hardin Priory for the state of Tennessee for two years, um, which, which was nice, you know, and you know, it, it's a nice, you know, little accolade to put on, on my vest. But and honestly, what I really got out of it was helping other young men progress themselves, building you know, their lives so that in the future they can become the best man possible. And, um, and honestly, preparing them for when they get into masonry, they continue to build you know, themselves into a better man. And it, it was just one of those things that struck through me a lot, especially ritual. Um, even today, ritual is a big part of what I enjoy so much about masonry, is really understanding what it is. And uh, it really all started with the Malay. I had, been, I had been thinking about it for a long time. I had been wanting to do it, and I was just waiting for me, you know, to turn 18, and be able to get that petition. Uh, petition. And um, I, talk, I talked to Dad. I was like, I want to join Masonry. I want to do it. And he said, that's fantastic. Um, and he said, I'm, you know, I'm excited for you to join, but you need to go talk to uh, some other people because I, I can't sign a petition for you. And I was like, cool. So that's when I started to uh, meet some of the guys here at Observance. Um, and I already had a, a pretty good relationship with a lot of them. Um, you know, so I'd been growing up in, you know, in the fraternity basically for such a long time. I knew a lot of them and they had come to know me really well. And so, you know, I got my petition all filled out and submitted and I was excited. I was very, I was, I was very nervous, but very excited uh, to get my EA degree. Well, it's the, that's, it's the moment when you realize the culmination of all of that groundwork that you've laid over the years has started to come to fruition. So yeah, it felt fantastic. You know, it, it, as you said, because of their involvement uh, in Demolay, it didn't come as any kind of surprise. Uh, it's something that uh, he'd been talking about for a while, so I knew that that interest was there and I knew that that was his intention uh, for a long time leading up to it. Um, But it, it definitely, you know, it, it's, the, it, it's that moment when all of that groundwork starts to pay off. You know? So yeah, it, it, uh, it felt great. Uh, um, it, it was, there was a lot of emotions going on leading up to that night. 
and even during during it was was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster at times. I knew the general idea of a ritual um, and you know the layout of a lodge because I'd spent years working in one, doing ritual myself, and so I, I had a pretty good idea of the process, you know, in a way of you know kind of some of the emotions that come with it. Um, but this was, you know, that next level of understanding. I'm eternally grateful to the Brothers of Observance 686 here in Nashville. That's uh, the lodge that my son received his degrees in, and they were very uh, accommodating in allowing me the privilege of conferring all three of his degrees. Uh, I, I, I got my degrees and spent my formative years as a Freemason in Kentucky, where the ritual works a little bit different than it is here in Tennessee. And so I, I tried my best to do as, as, as near perfect a Tennessee degree each of, the, of, of those times as I could, but I'm sure I made quite a few mistakes here and there and inadvertently tripped into uh, the way that I had learned it. Uh, but a lot of that was, uh, the, it, there was a lot of nervousness. I, I wanted his degrees to be as impressive and transformative as I know that they can be and that they should be. Um, there were certainly some moments that I had difficulty getting the words out through uh, the cracks in my voice and the emotion that was involved. Probably no more so than at the end of his third degree when I stood in this room where he received all three of them. And I took that same ring that my grandfather had given to me off my finger and, and put it on his. Uh, I, I think I wept like a, like a baby. Both of us shed quite a few tears at that moment. And it was, but it was one of the most amazing moments of my life. Whenever standing in front of my dad and he would start giving, you know, the, the really deep, serious point, you know, within the degrees, that, always, that would always hit me a little hard. And uh, I would have, you know, it would take me a second not to, you know, start busting out tears and stuff, especially when he was doing uh, some of the degree work at the very end, which is very impactful. Especially coming from a man I admire so much on it. I've always admired my dad ever since, you know, from a young age. Um, he's always been, you know, an upright man and has always taught me important values. Um, and to go through the same process that he has and to watch him perform rituals and teach lessons to others, you know, to learn from him because, you know, it, most of my degrees I've gone through over my Masonic journey good portion of them, he's been the one conferring them upon me, or he's done some large part in giving valuable lessons to me. I, I think it just, it's a deeper level of understanding. You know, I guess I remember both him and his brother at, at various stages when they were little asking why I go to Lodge and what I do at Lodge. and. The answer to that question is always some variation on, you know, Daddy goes to Lodge to help me be a better person. And ultimately, that's what we're here to do. 
and so now he's in a position to be able to experience that himself, to see um, what that process looks like and how it actually plays out. And there's another side to that as well, in that you know, we always talk about iron sharpening iron. And the men that I have shared this Masonic journey with in Lodge and Scottish Rite and York Rite and whatever are some of the finest men I've ever known. And they, they help me on my journey. They help me to, to improve myself in Masonry. And many of them have been involved in his life, both of my son's lives since they were infants. And so they've certainly been supportive of them as my son, but now his interaction with them is brother to brother. And so he's experiencing some of the same iron sharpening iron with the same guys that, uh, that I've been working with all these years. And so uh, I think he's, he sees those relationships now maybe from a different light than what he did prior to becoming a Mason himself. And that's fantastic to watch. For us to sit down, there's been plenty of times in the car after a degree talking about, you know, a certain topic within the degree or, or talking about some philosophical, you know, content that we think, you know, think was important or struck home with us. Um, and just helping me learn the lessons that we've come here to learn it, it has been really impactful to our relationship and definitely made us, you know, a lot closer because, you know, he's, he's my father, but he's also my brother. That shepherding through masonry didn't end uh, with, his, with the night that he was raised a Master Mason. Uh, some months after that, I had the pleasure of turning in his petition for the Scottish Rite, uh, where I got an opportunity to work in a number of the degrees that he received. Uh, I think I communicated one or two and worked in several. Um, even serving as his conductor as the active candidate through the 19th degree, which I worked in for years. And not just that, uh, the same thing in the York Rite. We've, he's started his journey through the York Rite as well, and I've been either conducting him or conferring those degrees as he's gone through that. At this point, it's, it's become this wonderful father and son activity that we can do together not just as a great time to experience a common event, but I feel like it gives him a little bit more insight into what makes me who I am. That he's now getting to experience a lot of the things that I've spent all of these years as he's grown up doing by myself in the sense that he wasn't there, my family, the rest of the family wasn't there. I've certainly been doing them with my brothers and various degrees and bodies. But now he gets to see what that's like and, and, and what, what dad's been doing when he wasn't at home. Uh, I think it helps to give him a little bit better of under, understanding of who I am and how I came to be who I am because my activities in Freemasonry have been a shaping factor on my life for my entire adulthood. 
and he seems to be interested in staying, in not just being a member, but staying active and, and actively participating. He works in degrees that I've never been involved with and has his own Masonic career, so to speak, completely independent of, uh, of what we do together. Um, he doesn't have any idea how frequently I go to a meeting of this body or a gathering of this group of brothers and I hear someone say, you know, I was at a degree at such and such lodge last week and your son was there and he did the stereoptic lecture. He did a great job. And that just makes you feel good. I wasn't there. I didn't even know he did it. But I, I regularly have brothers coming up to me saying, you know, that they saw him do this or they had the pleasure of sitting with him in lodge over there. And it's fantastic. It's a level of pride that's different from the kind of pride that you associate with ego. It, it, it's not unlike the satisfaction of a, of a job well done. You know, I talked about the Masonic temple that we're building and each of us is building our own. We're building it with the help of all the brethren around us, sure. But then you get to look at your son and you realize that while he's building his own temple, I help lay that foundation that the temple's built, that his temple's built on. And so uh, there's a lot of pride there. Not, not just, wow, look at my boy, although that's there. Uh, the biggest one is, uh, to me, especially degree work. Um, Dad is a fantastic ritualist. Uh, and one of my, in my opinion, is one of the best ritualists I've seen, um, which to me can be a little intimidating because those are some pretty big shoes to fill. Because uh, you know, I always have a feeling that some people are looking at me and expecting me to, you know, give the exact, you know, the same pr presentation and stuff. Um, and so I will say one of the biggest moments, and I think, is Scottish Rite ritual work. Um, we worked together in the thirty-first, thirty-first degree, the second section, um, which is all, which is a lot of fun. We actually work, we worked the the two counselor parts. Um, so we do a lot of, you know, playing off each other. Which is just, which is really cool, um, and I think you know, any any time I am ever able to you know sit there and do a ritual part, and especially you know, Dad come up to me and said that was really good. It, it puts puts a little pep in my step there for a second, um, but it's definitely a lot of fun to work on ritual together. Not just to work on it, but to analyze it. Mm. So one of the things that I really enjoyed about Joseph's journey through masonry is that after we confer a degree on him or sometimes after he's received a degree and now we're working in it together uh, or have just attended a degree together and, and then we go out and have something to eat or sit down and have a beer uh, or, or whatever and start talking about what this degree meant to him, what it means to me, uh, start dissecting turns of phrase or symbols within the degree to try to, to pull out what spoke to us. Um, that's fantastic. And that's one of those things that you just can't share with just anybody, even your own family, unless they've experienced it. And so I've 
we've gotten a, an incredible amount of fulfillment in discussing the, 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 the deeper meanings of various degrees with him as he's been going through this journey and as now we're going through it together. And I think that idea is, is also been extremely helpful for me to be so early in my journey is when we do sit down and discuss and dissect you know, a, a, either a certain part within the ritual or the entire degree itself, because you have much different, you know, ways of seeing things, or you've watched some of these degrees, you know, hundreds of times, you know, to the point where you have a, a, a different understanding than I watching it the first or even just the first couple times. And it helps me realize, oh, I didn't catch that, or that didn't really hit me at the moment. But when we sit back and talk about it, I start to fully understand it. And then I come out of those discussions with a much better understanding of what went on. Well, and that goes both directions too, because we started doing that with your very first degree. And so analyzing the lessons of a degree have just become, it's kind of the way that you were nurtured through through the, the craft. And I may have seen a degree a hundred times and converted a hundred times or whatever, uh, but then we get together and discuss it afterwards, and you've got a completely new take on it because it's fresh to you and you saw it through a different lens. Uh, and sometimes it helps me to kind of reevaluate. Huh, you know, I never really thought about it that way. I've always interpreted this the way that it makes sense to me, uh, but you've got a fresh angle on it, and so I, I that, that that helps me just as much as it does him. I think. My my grandfather passed when Joseph was still a baby. Uh, they got to spend a little bit of time together, um, but but not a whole lot before before he went on. And so I, I hope that this serves as a little bit of a uh, more of a connection for him to his, his great grandfather. Uh, it it certainly was a a big part in the later years of the connection between my grandfather and myself. By the time I went through the degrees, he was uh, he was on up in years a bit. He didn't drive at night. Uh, he hadn't gone to Lodge for a few years because he couldn't drive at night to get there. And, uh, but once I started going through, I would swing by and pick him up and we'd go to Lodge together. And, and that was just, uh, you know, those were, those were great times. And, 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 and watching you know when i started getting active in the degrees and i'd look over over to one side to the spot that he always sat and he'd just be sitting there with this big grin on his face pride and uh, you know that that meant a lot and, and i i hope that he feels a little bit of that too maybe maybe built maybe strengthens that connection that, uh, yeah yeah like you said um my great-grandfather passed away when I was still very young. I was only a year and a half old. Um, I, I have very vague memories of time spent with him. Uh, it's not a whole lot since I was so young. Um, but you know, during the degrees, um, I, I feel like there was a moment, um, especially during my master's, um, where I felt a presence of something that you know was warm and loving um, that I like to think was my great grandfather, you know, standing there in the lodge beside me. Um, 
And after I was raised, um, like Dad mentioned earlier, he, uh, he came up to me in the first Masonic ring that I got um, is my great-grandfather's ring. Um, I don't wear it all the time because it's very important to me, and so I, I tend to try to keep it safe. But when I do wear it, uh, I definitely feel a lot closer to him. Um, and while I might not, you know, know him as you know as well, just because we didn't, you know, get to really be around each other very much, I definitely feel, you know, his presence, his spirit inside me, especially working with my dad on stuff. You know, I can, I there there are times I can definitely, you know, know that he's probably looking at both of us and smiling. And uh, I like to think maybe a couple times when I'm doing ritual work, when I see dad you know, with his big grin on his face while I'm working, that the uh, great-grandfather's maybe sitting there next to him as well, so. This is the Lewis Jewel that I presented to Joseph when he became a Mason. Um, the, the, the jewel on it uh, is a tool that's used to raise a stone of great weight uh, attached to a tripod with a winch or something like that. So a hole would be carved in the block and this jewel can be inserted and used to raise the stone. And uh, the Lewis has a, is a word that's come to, to mean the son of a mason. So in the Lewis jewel, you we have here represented four generations in a direct lineage back. There's, there's my son Joseph, me, my grandfather, skips a generation here, and my great-grandfather. As the date of their in, entered apprentice degrees under their name, and then on the back, the lodge in which those degrees were conferred. So in a sense, this is a direct record of his Masonic lineage going back uh, at this point over a hundred years. I think it's, it's nice to be able to wear something like this. I think sometimes we have a, we make the mistake of ascribing additional legitimacy to someone because they're a legacy, because they have a family lineage. And I'm no better or no more amazing than someone who comes to it as a first-generation uh, Mason. And, and same thing with my son. This means something to us individually. Uh, it, it, it's nice. It's fantastic. Um, it means a great deal when you look at this and realize that you're part of something that's gone back for, in this case, over 100 years. But I, I do kind of caution a little bit of putting too much weight in the importance of family legacy because it, 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 its meaning should be individual, not, uh, not organizational. I agree.